Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest delivers a word of encouragement titled, Casting Your Burden on the Lord. You know, I just wanted everybody to know staff praise and worship on Sunday mornings as the, the Lord showed me a scripture verse and he's done this several times to me where I saw in a vision a scripture verse actually spelled out and he spelled out for me Isaiah 43 21 and in that verse he's talking about the people of God and he says this people have I formed for myself they shall show forth my praise. And I remember getting up that morning and asking the Lord, why did you show me that verse? And he said, because one of the ways you can combat this virus, one of the ways you can see yourself through this trial is by praising your way to victory. You know, it's easy to praise God when you're in abundance and when peace is all around you, but going through troubled times, when you're going through the storm, it's not so easy to praise Him. But I would argue that that's when you need to praise Him even more vigorously in times of trouble. So that's why we're doing this. That's the purpose of what we're doing this morning. I believe we're filling this house with praise, even though there's no people here. There's just staff and for those nitpickers that might be listening by podcast, we do have less than 10 people, or 10 or less. So we're abiding by the rules, but we're filling this place with praise. And I feel the presence of God as strongly now as when this place is full of people. here and I got a real short message I want to deliver to you all right praise the Lord I just want to record a short message for those who might be listening by podcast but we'll open it up with prayer first father God we dedicate this time to you we've had a great time of worship here with the staff at faith life fellowship we pray, Father God, that the praise and worship that went up will energize this place, will even seep through the walls of our facility and go out into the community and relieve people of their fears and anxiety during this time of crisis. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. So before we begin this morning, I want to let everyone know who listens to the podcast that we will not be continuing our series on living life inside out as we had planned at this time. During this time when live services are limited because of coronavirus guidelines and precautions, we're going to have the staff meet on Sunday mornings as we did this morning for worship and prayer. And at the very least, we're going to record a short message that will be on our weekly podcast that will encourage you and bring hope to you during this time of crisis. And we're looking at some other ways that we can bring a service to you as well, so stay tuned. But this morning, I want to talk to you about casting your burden 
on the Lord. Casting your burden on the Lord. Especially in light of this virus that's trying to weigh so heavily on the lives of us all. All of us here in the U.S. and all of those in the rest of the world who are dealing with this crisis. And I'd like to begin by giving you the 1828 Webster Dictionary definition of the word burden. Number one, Webster says, a burden is that which is borne or carried, a load. Number two, he says, it is that which is borne with labor or difficulty, that which is grievous, wearisome, or oppressive. So according to Webster, there are actual physical burdens or loads that people have to carry from time to time because of their job or some task that they have to perform. But the word burden can also be used as a metaphor for anything that is grievous, wearisome, or oppressive, especially in the mental realm. In other words, anything that constantly weighs you down with worry or anxiety, regardless of the cause. Thoughts like this, for example. I got enough things to worry about. Now I got to add the coronavirus on top of everything else? When's this thing going to let up? When's this thing going to be over? How am I going to pay my rent or pay my bills if I can't work? How am I going to feed my family? How are we going to pay the church bills if we can't meet and take up tithes and offerings? What if I get the coronavirus and become deathly ill? Or what if I actually die from this disease? With these kinds of thoughts swirling in the minds of people all over the world, it's no wonder people are worried, distressed, and in a state of panic. So my aim this morning is to bring you some peace to combat this spirit of fear that's attempting to overwhelm the world. And the best way I know to do that is to turn to the Word of God. 2 Timothy 1.7 in the New King James Version. Now, we all know this scripture, or we think we do. But I'm going to repeat it, and we're going to dissect it for a few minutes here. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. First of all, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you are overwhelmed by a spirit of fear, I can tell you right now, it didn't come from God. It either came from your own emotional state, or it came from the enemy, or it came from both. But it did not come from God. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There is a spirit of power that lives in you. If you're a born-again, spirit-filled believer, you have resurrection power living on the inside of you. You've got raising from the dead power that lives on the inside of you. You've got universe-creating power that lives on the inside of you. And if that kind of power cannot overtake this virus, then nothing can. Amen? Then you've got the love of God on the inside of you. The love of God has been shed abroad by the Holy Ghost in your heart if you're a believer. Galatians 5.22 says that love, joy, and peace live on the inside of you. John says that perfect love casts out fear. So if you're really struggling with fear, that means you don't have a real revelation of how much God loves you. Because if you knew how much He loved you, you wouldn't worry about a thing. You'd be like my grandkids. 
I don't think they stay up late at night wondering where their next meal is going to come from. They don't worry about a thing because they fully trust in their parents to take care of their needs. We need to be childlike in the same way, fully trusting in God. If He loves us, He's going to take care of us. Amen? The other thing is you have a spirit of a sound mind on the inside of you. You've got the wisdom of God. You've got the mind of Christ on the inside of you if you're a believer. That means you do not have to give in to irrational fears stoked by the media and other people who are trying to make this crisis five or ten times worse than it actually is. You don't have to be pulled in by that. Because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. So I've been meditating on this verse and a few others that have set me at ease during these troubled times. And I believe they'll do the same thing for you. Now, I only got three scriptures total. One of the things the Lord told me to do in times like this is not to overwhelm myself with a lot of scriptures. But just zero in on one, two, or three scriptures that I can really, really meditate on. Speaking over myself constantly. Meditating over them constantly. And trusting God that He will perform the promises of His Word. Amen? Just find one or two or maybe three at the most that address your issue. And glom onto them and attach faith to the Word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So... The second one and the middle one that I want you to really zero in on today is Psalm 55, 22 in the New King James Version. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Amen. Now, I want to break down some of the key words in this verse, and I want to see if we can bring it to life in our hearts and in our minds this morning. Amen. First of all, cast your burden on the Lord. That word cast in the Hebrew is a little bit more violent than what is conveyed by the word cast. It actually means to throw down. It means to throw down or to throw out. Put that together with the Webster definition that we read earlier, and you could interpret this first portion of this verse like this if you're weighed down with grievous wearisome or oppressive thoughts then you've got one of two options number one you can surrender to the fear and the despair that so many have succumbed to and let this thing break you and make matters worse for yourself or two you can decide that enough is enough And throw your burden down at the feet of Jesus and let him deal with it. Just throw it down. Just body slam it. Amen. You know, it's not this kind of notion where, Lord, I've got this burden on my shoulders. Could you please just lift it a little bit? Could you take some of this burden off of me? No, the Bible says, don't just do that. Take this burden and throw it down at the feet of Jesus. And if you'll throw your burden at the feet of Jesus, this is what the Lord has promised He will do for you. He will sustain you. He will provide for you. Whatever you need to see you through this crisis, 
Whether it's financial provision, whether it's physical healing, emotional stability, or whatever the need may be, He will sustain you. He will provide for you. Amen? And the last part of the verse says, He will never permit the righteous to be moved. What exactly does that mean? Well, if you're born again, if Jesus is your Lord, you are the righteous. So this is talking about you. And it says he will not allow the righteous to be moved, which means he will not allow you to be shaken. That's what that word literally means. He will not allow you to be shaken in such a way that you slip, slide, or fall. If you'll cast your burden upon the Lord, throw it down at Jesus' feet, when this thing's over, and it will be over, you will not be shaken. You will still be standing. Amen. When I was a student at Mount Airy High School, I was a varsity wrestler and wrestled in the 145-pound weight class. During my junior year, I had a winning record, but there was one opponent from Madison High School who consistently beat me and beat me badly. It seemed to me like he was always one step ahead of me mentally. He was always on offense, and I was always on defense. So much so that I spent a good deal of time just trying to stay off my back, just trying not to get pinned. I was so humiliated that I literally dreaded ever wrestling him again. Well, wouldn't you know that my record that year was good enough that I ended up facing him in the finals of the Northwest 3A Conference Championship, and the thing that I greatly dreaded had come upon me, and the thought of wrestling him again made me physically ill. But something happened when the match began, and I shifted my thinking. I said to myself, I got nothing to lose here. I'm a huge underdog. No one is expecting me to win. And if I can find a way to beat this guy, not only will I be conference champion in my weight class, but we'll have enough points to win the team championship as well. So when the whistle blew, I had one thought in mind. I'm going on offense, not defense. No more dreading facing this guy. No more getting twisted into knots by this guy. The first mistake he makes, I'm going for it all. A completely different attitude. So within the first 20 seconds of the match, we locked up with our arms. We pushed and pulled, looking for advantage. And during this tug of war, I suddenly pulled him toward me in such a way that he lost his balance ever so slightly. That was all it took. I saw my opportunity and I went for it. I executed a very risky move called the barnyard roll, threw him over my hip, and slammed him down on the mat. I had him on his back, and I was not letting him up. I had a death grip on his neck and arm. It happened so fast, I didn't realize what had happened. A few seconds later, the ref blew the whistle, and I was startled, and I said, What's the matter? Nothing's the matter, son. You pinned him. You won the match. My coach and my teammates jumped out of the bleachers, gathered around the mat, hollering and jumping up and down because this was not supposed to happen. 
but I had beaten this guy that I dreaded for so long in 45 seconds, pinned him to the mat, body slammed him, threw him down. Not only was I the conference champion in my weight class, but now we were assured enough points to win the team championship as well. The moral of the story, as they say, is this. When you've had enough of being twisted in knots by the oppressive thoughts of the enemy concerning the coronavirus or anything else for that matter, you have to make up your mind you're going to throw them down at the feet of Jesus and put all your trust in Him. There's simply no other option if you want to walk in victory, if you want to remain standing when all of this is over. So let me leave you with one other scripture that goes rather well with Psalm 55, 22. Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That means He is an abundantly available help in trouble. Did you hear that? An abundantly available help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed or shaken, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah. Selah means stop and think about that. Stop and think about that. So let me wrap this up by saying, this is what this verse says to me in concert with Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will provide for you. The earth may be shaken. The mountains might be thrown into the sea. The waters may roar, but you will not be shaken. God will be your refuge. God will be your strength. God will be an abundantly available help in time of trouble. Amen? Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message, Casting Your Burden on the Lord. If this message has blessed you and you would like to contribute to our ministry, you can do so by donating on our website at gofaithlife.com. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 10.30 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and access more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.